Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, you guys, coming up on the podcast today, have you read that New Yorker article, The Cat Person? Why I'm all fired up. And I'm going over the rainbow to Patty LaBelle's house, and I'm telling you all about it. <laughs> that is next on the Hey Fresh podcast with Paul Warden. Woo! Okay, from live entertainment, outdoor events, they've got it all. Wine tastings, bike rides, yep, that too. Art shows to beer gardens, street hockey to fashion, and so much more. There's always something going on in Crystal City. Go to crystalcity.org for more info. Are you looking for the go-to real estate team in the Maryland, D.C., and Virginia area? Well, I've got one for you. The Mandy and David team at Compass can show you houses in all price points and every zip code in the DMV. Love it. Check them out at mandyanddavid.com. And, of course, our friends at Pacers. We broadcast out of the Pacers running studio here in Arlington, but they've got locations all over the DMV. You can head to Fairfax, the Navy Yard, Alexandria. Just go to runpacers.com for more details. Paul Wharton. The Hey Fresh podcast with the fabulous Paul Warren. Oh. It has been a week. Yes. I mean, Paul has been sitting next to oh his God. dream has come true oh my God. with Patty LaBelle. Oh. 
with the fabulous Patty LaBelle. I've been in LA. I mean, I feel like we've lived a lifetime we in one have. week. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you. But I am, honest to God, I am genuinely, and I know, you know, as your success is rising, the haters are just coming out. The claws, Girl. I mean, they are trying to hose you down they are out of quiet. the game. They be quiet. They are so quiet. I'm they like, are trying oh, to take you out. I just kind of peek through my blinds. Mm-mm. It's a brewing. It's a brewing. But I am so proud of you, you because it truly was a dream of yours to do like a one-on-one with Patty, who has been a huge idol of yours. So huge. All right, have you come down from cloud nine? First of all, I've only listened to her singing uh, since I was at her house. So for you guys that don't know, I was able to go to Patty LaBelle's house. Okay, her actual home, not her fake house on TV, but her real house, you know, because she has a show called Patty's Place on Cooking Channel and she films. Is that a, the studio? And it's a, it's a studio. Oh, got it, got it, got it. So, so people they... say, oh, you went to the house. No, 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 honey. I went to the house. To okay? the house house. The house house where all the pumps are and the diamonds. Oh, I went to the real house. The re- oh, with the gates and the wreaths and like all that stuff. Outside of Philadelphia. Oh, it's fabulous. Really? It and so it's fabulous. like gorgeous gated community. Gorgeous gated community. By the way, shout out to my team. I have the most amazing team. Okay. And you my brought- mama. I know. You brought your mom. I saw on uh, your Insta story that she was there. Yes. Well, it takes so a village. Cute. It takes a village. And it's so funny because I actually, you know, went to rent the van because we needed a van. So I got the van, and then, you know, from the time we left, my makeup artist, Janelle, she was driving the van. I was in the passenger seat, and then I had Tracy, who does staging and and produces, and my mom, of course, back there, and then Leslie, our girl Leslie, who... Oh, she's so sweet. She's amazing. She's been doing all our videos for, if you see the video clips that are on either Paul Wharton's Instagram or Hey Frazier Instagram, you'll see them behind the scenes. She really, um, yeah, she's punching it up here. She's She's doing a great job. That song that I told you to download? Yes, I've got... Okay, so I put this on... On, right as I'm leaving DC on New York Avenue. All right. Wait, this one? I just put it on in the car. What's this song called? It's I called believe. I Believe. One Night Only. Live performance. Take it in, kids. Take it in. Mm-hmm. There's always hope. All you gotta do is believe. <laughs> so wait, Sarah. Yeah, she's gonna hit it. Hit it back. Wait, let me tell you something. So I put this song on, and I didn't even realize this, but I just, like, burst out crying. Really? And I cried for, like, 20 minutes. Like, the boo-hoo. Not, like, a little soft little tear. Because because it was just, like, so your dream that you're, like, hosting your own special, and, like, all of it has come together. More so about um, me really wanting to do this with her, because I've posted other holiday specials before. Um, I did one with Paula Deen, I did one with Tyra Banks, but this one was really, really special to me. Because when I was a kid, okay, oh <laughs> my god, how I knew I was gay, okay? <laughs> because I used to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and, like, flail my arms and all that stuff like Patti LaBelle does. Okay, sure, but sure, sure. I wasn't sure. ashamed to do it in front of my father. Hmm. It was one of those things, because certain things I wouldn't do in front of him. I knew that was, like, just for mom or just for Holly. okay. But that was one of those things I couldn't hold back. I had to, like, let it go. When Patty hit that high note, I was like, I got to let it go. I got to fly up out of here. You were like, I don't care what he thinks. Total full circle moment. So I've admired her for all these years. I've loved, loved, loved her. And we had a special story that we shared on the holiday special about us meeting when I was 13 years old. And she remembered it. You did meet? Where did you guys meet? We met. Okay, so what had happened was... I used to go to all her concerts when I was a kid. So I was 13 years old. I would save up my allowance, and I would buy tickets to all three nights. Okay? All three nights? All three nights. So she would perform at Constitution Hall Holy for three crap. nights in a row, and I would buy tickets for all three nights. Damn. And then I would, you know, the first night my parents would agree to it, and then somebody would drop me off. And then the second night, I wouldn't tell them. Sometimes I'd jump out the window and, you know, somehow get downtown. And we lived in the suburbs. Well, on the second night, I found out that Patty... Wow. Used to come out through the stage door and greet her fans after the show. Oh my God. So, of course, you were like waiting, like of course, so, every night. So, night three, <laughs> I was ready. So, I left the show early, but my stepmother was picking me up. So, anyway, I went out to meet Patty where, you know, she was going to come out, and my stepmother was right there beeping, Come on, I got to go. Come on, let's go. Because you the were police like, were trying no. to move her. You know me so well. <laughs> yeah. No. Patty's coming. I'm waiting. Circle the block. Circle the block. (laughs) And apparently that's what she did, but then they closed the block. Oh. So I thought she left. In fact, I wanted people to feel sorry for me. (laughs) So you tell me. 
people your stepmother oh, totally. left you she, at Patti LaBelle's concert? She left me. And so all the people around me saw one of them was her chauffeur. So when Patti came out, he told her the story. And she comes right over to me and she says, hey, what happened? You got left? And oh I said, yeah, God. she left me, Patti. <laughs> And she's like, well, I mean, if worse comes to worse, I can't leave you out here. You're going to have to climb in the back with me in the back of the limo. Oh, my God. You're like, dream come I'm true. Like, okay, great. I'll change my last name to LaBelle. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'll have to get all new clothes. You've already moved in. <laughs> yeah. I had it all figured out. I would just oh go on God. the road. I'd be homeschooled from backstage. That is amazing. So anyway, um, her drivers, her people pulled her to the side, and, and uh, they used to have two cars. So the other driver ended up taking me home. Really? Yes. And I was so mad at him when he was like, I'll take him. I was like, no, I'm going with Patty, fool. (laughs) (laughs) I have a whole life ahead of me. I'm about to go over the rainbow every night. So anyway, that was our story. But she remembered that moment. She didn't know it was me. But she remembered and she told the story. So it's fantastic. If you're in this area, Christmas morning, 9 a.m., Channel 5, home for the holidays with Paul Wharton and Patty LaBelle. I'm so excited for you, and I can't <laughs> wait. I mean, I won't be here, but I'm setting my DVR because I know how important this is, and I can't wait to support you. So I'm thank so you. glad oh, that you. it all worked out. Oh, we had so much fun. I know, and so I was in L.A., and I missed you, and I thought of you mostly because I realized I'm a complete star fucker, and I don't know if I could ever live there because I do nothing but chase down celebrities. Tell me everything. Well, basically, you know, I went out there because podcasting is so hot, right? Okay. Podcasting for Hollywood is like the new, I'm trying to think of um, like what a recent trend was in Hollywood, um, maybe hmm. 10 or 15 years ago. I don't know, like um, you know in the 90s, the late 90s when it was like the rom-com, like romantic okay. comedies where like every, Matthew McConaughey was everywhere, right? Okay. okay, so podcasting is the hottest thing. So this podcast company a while ago, I think I'd shared this with you, had reached out to me and had said, hey you know, we love the, the Mansion Murder podcast mm-hmm. that you did. We love your voice and how you put that together and then your own hey fresh podcast are you coming to la so i just said you know what screw it i'm gonna strike while the iron's hot i'm very much like about feeling you know i think you and i share that but when you have that feeling in your gut you're like i just need to go because something is going to come of this absolutely so you know i went it was great and they were like you know do you ever want to produce more true crime podcasts so i have to think about do i want to produce more Mm -hmm. true crime podcasts Mm -hmm. because it's definitely i think it's a path i could take but you know, it's a ton of work. What's your gut tell you just off the top? Well, I love, you know, it's hard to say because like, of course, this is my passion Mm -hmm. so much, you know, like our podcast that we're doing and doing much more of a talk show where you talk about things like my, I can almost incorporate like mindful Mondays in the mind of phrase Mm -hmm. this, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all kinds of different segments. So that's the goal. But I think like you and I know sometimes you have to ride a certain wave to get to that, because I'll tell you right now, the pop culture podcast is not hot out in Hollywood. (laughs) Not that it's not hot, but it's just like, they're like, we don't know how to make that a show yet. You know what I mean? So you're kind of like, well, this is a really cool opportunity. You got to get in where you fit in, right? Right. And then what do you think? Move. You've been in the entertainment business a long time. Well, what do you think? I think what I just said, you got to get in where you fit in, you know, whatever angle. Like, I just met with a guy um, who used to be a an executive over at Discovery, and he produces shows, he creates shows, and, and we went into a development deal because he's got an amazing agent at UTA that I've never been able to get to. Sure. And, you know, he's got his connections at all the networks that he shops shows around to, and I've got the idea and access to the talent. So we put this little development deal together to shop two shows around. And, you know, so although I didn't necessarily want to, you know, enter into another deal with another producer like me, and then we have to work with a production company because that splits my cash in two. Right. But I got to get in where I fit in. You know, he's got something that I need and I've got something that he needs. So we're going to work together. See, I say go. All and right. take me with you. <laughs> I was going to say, I was texting Paul. I was like, could we do this show by Coastal and like mm-hmm. sometimes be in L.A.? Because mm-hmm. I loved it. And of course, I had to go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, which I is saw. like, have you been there? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, my God. It's like, it's a legendary, legendary hotel. I mean, I think many celebrities over the years have lived there. The drinks are like $30 for a cocktail. It was insane, right? But I dragged Dan there. I met a friend of mine who used to be in TV, who used to work with us at Fox. Mm-hmm. He came along. I was like, look, I'll pay Did for you all for your brunch? drinks. No, is their brunch amazing? Well, the we brunch went at is, night. It's very sceny. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Brunch around the pool. 
Um, but gosh, I think a club sandwich was like $30. Oh my God. It's insane. It's yeah, insane. It's crazy. So I sat down, I ordered my $30 cocktail. I was like, excuse me, do you have a free nut mix? Like, I mean, can you bring over? And they were like, absolutely. They bring over these homemade chips. I'm like, that'll do. I'll have refills on that. Uh, but I'm sitting there and like Keith Urban walks in with Sunday Rose, his daughter. And then, um, did you ever watch Mariah Carey's reality show? No. You know, her manager, Stella. Stella was the there. The Russian Stella? Yeah, the kind of Russian okay, woman. Yeah. Gorgeous in real life. They did. Yeah. She fired her. Mm-hmm. Who knows why? Um, and then also, okay, do you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I do. All right, PK. Yes. Dorit's husband. Oh, well, I love it. Died. Yes, I'm like, I'm like trying to everybody. I'm trying to. But then (laughs) Keith Urban was very, you know, I mean, walks in. And of course, they're at the hotel. I mean, all those everybody that works there, everyone that's there is used to like all star. So no one's making a big deal. I'm like, oh, my God, (laughs) Keith Urban. Stella. Did you go over? No, I didn't. Okay, I actually didn't. It was very yeah, yeah, very much like a. I mean, he was sweet, but like did not look at anybody. The kids were like running in and out, and he looked like he was walking straight to his table and sitting. And so, when somebody sits, like I've had that moment where I, I went to Stevie Wonder's table, and his bodyguard got up and told me that Stevie Wonder was not interested in meeting anybody now or ever. So I was oh, like, okay. Did he say that? <laughs> yes, yes, now or ever. I was at Cons Sushi, Cons Sushi. <laughs> And I was like, fuck it. I'm just, I've had a ton of sake. I'm going over. I want a picture with Steve, Mr. Wonder. I go over. This giant bodyguard stands up and he goes, Mr. Wonder is not taking guests. Oh, my God. I said, okay, well, is he, you know, when he's done? No. He's not taking guests now or ever. Oh, my God. I was like, okay. And the entire restaurant is looking. It was cool. Well, I got to tell you, that happened in L.A. <laughs> I was wasted, so I didn't care. That happened. I was at Malibu at Nobu. Oh. And Drake was there. So we roll up and we see the Rolls Royce outside yeah. with the with the you know something something poppy on the plate. It was so cute. I was like, oh, that's Drake's Rolls because I've seen it in pictures. And I was there. That's pretty good. With, I wouldn't have recognized that. That's pretty. This is before the election, by the way, when Omarosa and I were tight. So she came as my guest. Oh, got dinner. it, got it. And she was trying to get a picture with Drake. He was in the men's room, and Pete and his bodyguards were right outside, and they told her no, no pictures with him. And she's like, oh, I'm just gonna wait for him. They were like, nope, not now or later. Not going to happen. Wow. So even Omarosa got rejected. That makes me feel so much better. And I remember her saying, I'm a celebrity too. And I was like, it's time to sit down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has really gone left. Okay. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Well, it was a great trip. I'm so glad we both had a great week and people were loving last week's show. I wanted to share an email. Last week's show was put some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. People loved your story, Paul. Okay. Um, and I got this letter from Christy. She writes, Hey, Paul and Sarah. First, I'd like to say I adore the podcast. I look forward to hearing the new episode all week. Listening to you all is like taking a vacation. I'm enlightened, but entertained and also moved. Gah. I just love you guys so much. Anyway, the Respect My Name episode really resonated with me. I'm relatively accomplished for my age. I have a graduate degree, a good job, and two beautiful, alibit crazy kids. However, I have a tendency to downplay my accomplishments, both personal and professional, and definitely revert to a meek, apologetic girl more often than I would like to admit. Thank you for giving me the encouragement to own my value, know my worth. I'm going to make an effort to remember your words. Paul, I am Paul motherfucking Morton, baby. P.S. Has anyone ever told you your voice is like butter? So smooth. Okay, is this getting weird? Thanks, you guys, Christy. I love every moment of that. And that's why we do this, right? It is to be like, and that's the thing about podcasting is it allows us to be so much more personal Mm -hmm. than radio or TV ever will be. Because you can actually get into a story and get like deeper about what's happening in our lives, which is what we always want to be doing with this podcast. Yeah, I think one of the most powerful things I've ever learned is that it's okay to love myself. Yeah. You know, because you're so used to looking at what's wrong with you and what's not yeah. right and what you don't have and and that starts to play over like a reel in your head and other yeah. people help to perpetuate that by telling you what's wrong with you and what you're not and and you know, one day you just have to say, Well, wait a minute, actually. I think I'm all right. Yeah. You Isn't that what? amazing? Isn't that, that is a true moment. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but over the years, like a couple years ago when I really started therapy, 
really owning the fact that I was worthy of love. Like, this is why I do, you know, you know, for me, my things were always around body image and losing weight. And I was always on crazy diets, but I never believed that anyone would really love me if mm -hmm. I was truly myself, like at any weight. I always was trying to lose weight because I really felt like there's no way a man is ever going to just love me if I'm not a size four. Yeah. You know, so it took me when I really realized that, like I was worthy of love at any size. That was like my moment. Well, that's interesting because I relate to that. Really? I relate to that, but not about my weight. Right. I feel like, you know, sometimes just to be really honest, I feel like there are certain things in life that I've, you know, been able to do or, you know, certain good things that I've been, you know, I've been blessed with. Yeah. But love is just not in the cards for me. So I feel that way, not necessarily about, you know, my image, my body image per se, but I think that there's some people that are just kind of like left out there, like in between. Mm, do you really? know what I mean? I do because I have a desirable life, but connecting on that level, like in terms, it's just never has worked out. You, you know, it's yeah. just never worked out. And what if you come to the realization, like, have you just come to, it seems like you're at peace with it though, that you're like, if, if I find love and somebody that wants to be a part of my life, I'm good. If not, I'm okay. Or is that not really... You're not really there yet. No, that's real. Oh, that's really good. That's really real. And I, what helps is I am authentically enjoying the fuck out of my life. Okay. Right. When I tell you I'm living. No, no, no. Right. I'm not kidding you. I wake up in the middle of the night with such a big smile on my face. Sometimes I roll over and I'm like cheesing from ear to ear. <laughs> That's awesome. That's like the way it should be. And I will be mindful of that. I'm like, wow, I am smiling my ass off in my sleep. <laughs> Not even about a dream, but just like, oh, my God, tomorrow and I'm going to get up and this is great. I feel so comfortable. You know, this is my, I'm living my life. This is fantastic. I just saw Patty. My book is sitting on my shelf. Yeah, like, that's true. You've had a, a lot of amazing things come together. Just happy. So... You know, if love isn't in the cards for me right now, I don't want to be a pessimist about it, but I'm not waiting for that to happen. Right. You're not holding on to it. You know, and yeah. I don't want to try to A lot to of make... people are. That's a big thing for a lot of people. It is a big thing. Because they think... feel like they need somebody. Yeah. I think you're right. But I think that people have heard me talk about, you know, Brussels and these different, you right. know, people. But I think I don't want to try to make something work that isn't really organically working or it's not the time for that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't want to send that message out there. Oh, I've got this thing in Brussels and Rome. Well, shit, I live in Washington, D.C. How the hell is that going to work? Right. Do you know? <laughs> Maybe it will, Good. but I'm not necessarily waiting for that. It depends. Did he buy that uh, place on the beach of Portugal? <clears throat> He's not like my friends. <laughs> God, Paul, we have so many freaking stories to get to. So much shit has happened. That's First of all, can we discuss this kid, Keaton, who is the kid that went viral with mm -hmm. 27 million people had viewing. Had me crying. Had you crying. I saw you post about it. I was like all in for a second until the mom turns out to be a huge racist. So, I mean, we have to talk about that. Let's talk about it. I don't even know if you had time to read this article, but I loved it. It's gone um, viral for kind of all the wrong reasons in the New Yorker, and it's called Cat Person. Okay. It's this woman who basically wrote a story. Story. And I'll, I'll tell, I'll summarize the whole thing for you. And I want you to tell me why you think women are so mad about this story. So we'll get to that. And then um, also, I, I can't wait to tell you about the woman that's um, had sex with 20 ghosts. Do you believe what? that? Yes. Do you think you can actually have sex with a ghost? Have you ever had sex with no, a ghost? I no, don't really no one's know. been visiting you in the middle. Like Casper hasn't wanted to like give you a blow job in the middle. No, <laughs> not that I know of. I no. think this is awesome. I totally want to have sex with a ghost. I'm, I'm looking for someone who can uh, summons them or whatever. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Because it can't be cheating if you're fucking a ghost, right? What you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, Sarah. Oh, my God. There are so many good stories. So this Keaton kid, first of all, yesterday, I'm all... I, 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 have you died with this? Have yes. you died? So if you guys aren't... Everybody's following this story. It's by far, like, the biggest thing that's trending on Twitter. This guy, this kid, you saw the video, went viral. He's, end up, he's talking to his mom about how these kids at school pour milk on him, throw bologna at him. And the poor kid, I mean, you know, it was, like, devastating, right? Mm. He's tearing. He's, like, got yeah. tears in his eyes. He's crying. His mom is asking him. Okay, goes viral. All these celebrities come out of the woodwork, right? Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, and people are inviting him to their uh, movie screenings. 
things. Then there's an MMA fighter who says, you know, he reaches out to the mom. And that's where the story starts to go okay. sideways. Okay. Come on, Sarah. So Joe Schilling is an MMA fighter, right? So he ends up reaching out to the mom and says, I'll fly you and your son, Keaton, out to watch one of my fights. She goes, nah, we don't want the flight. We'd, we'd like the money. I've set up a GoFundMe. So did you see this video? So Joe ends up putting her on blast on his Instagram. He posts a video of him talking about how the exchange went down. That no. she was like, okay, let me bring that up. And by the way, um, Keaton and his mom this morning were on Good Morning America. What? This young boy crying. Here's, and the, here's their... Bullied. Well, yesterday, another image of him started to emerge. A picture of him posing alongside a Confederate flag. His mother yeah. admits she posted that picture of him and the family with the flag. But now she's trying to explain herself to a lot of people who aren't feeling so good about what was supposed to be a feel-good story. This is on Good Morning America. I did not ever imagine for any of this to happen. He's the brave boy from that heartbreaking video seen by more than 20 million people. Why is my joy taken? Innocent people and finding a way to be mean to earning him invitations from a list of celebrities and a slew of famous friends. Um, this kid is all-time. He's a legend. Go check him out. His name's Keaton. But this morning, controversy is clouding Keaton's message. After alleged social media posts, some believe are from his mother, Kimberly Jones, caused a swift backlash from those who earlier quickly jumped online to support him. We're not racist. I mean, and people that know us know that. The Tennessee mother's Facebook account, uh, which originally posted the bullying video, what do you is think? now private. No. What do you Jones think? ABC News, the photo oh, of her family posing with the Confederate you. flag is real, but says it's not racist in any way. It was meant to be ironic and funny and extreme. I am genuinely, truly sorry. If I could take it back, I would. Despite Jones' photos Ugh. and alleged writing coming to light, many people online are still choosing to stand with Keaton, saying they can separate the 11-year-old from his mother's reported actions. One tweeting, we cannot hold kids accountable for the actions of their parents and family. Okay. Though disheartening, we were all moved by the effects of bullying and to end it. Mm. Let's continue to focus on that. What do you think? Well, I agree with that. What do you think? She goes on to basically talk about, you know, people want to hate her, fine, but, you know, everybody should support Keaton and Keaton's truly being bullied at school. Okay, you tell, you go first. Because well, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I don't think I stand with Keaton anymore. Well, I mean, obviously, the way the video was produced, it was a, a straight setup because we don't know the other side of the story, right? You think so? You think well, it we was don't know, yeah. like, why those kids were mean to him? You know, initially, of course, I was all on his side. Well, he claimed it his, mm -hmm. his looks, that they make fun of his nose. They make fun of He's got a big kind of scar, I yeah. guess, on his head. So I'm mm -hmm. not sure, you know, what happened. But, you know, the kid's kind of cute. And, you know, he's at that adolescent age, right, where sure. everybody looks a little goofy. And they're kind of getting acne right, and all that right. stuff. Well, it's hard for me. Oh, to you could just say you don't support him anymore. I know. <laughs> you're like you're being so well, diplomatic. You're like I don't want to say I don't it. I support but... the mom with the GoFundMe and all that and all her me hate neither. and all That's her bullshit. crap. It's a total fuck that bitch. Fuck that you know bitch. What? You know what? <laughs> oh no, that bitch. Right. I need to keep her poor. For. <laughs> Mm -mm. Nope. The Joe, the the GoFundMe absolutely killed me. Yeah. Her daughter came out and says, no, it's not us. But there, you know, there's several accounts. And apparently GoFundMe has frozen all of them till they figure out which one is going to her. But the truth of the matter is, is that one of them was set up to go to her, which to me is like, wow. once you, I don't care. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to bully this kid. And a lot of people are very upset that this kid is now going to get bullied by the entire Internet. But. I just think at that point, if you're out for a paycheck on this, that just... Well, yeah, I don't think no... the kid deserves that. I don't no. think the kid deserves that. And I think the mom, you know, used her kid to, to set up this thing that yeah. she had hoped would go viral. And it did in the end. I mean, yeah. who knows what's going to go viral? Right. And this did. And uh, unfortunately, this is... But the fact that they would go on Good Morning America is kind of like... Well, I think they kind of had to. I mean, they were getting so much rate. You know, she posts these pictures with the Confederate flag, which I don't think is funny, you know. And I think anybody, know, especially in this day and age, knows how controversial that is. I think if you're posing with the Confederate flag, you are doing it partly out of 
you mm-hmm. know, sure. whatever, whether you are old school and you're siding with the South mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. you believe that the flag still has purpose, fine. But everybody knows what that that Absolutely. flag represents. Absolutely. So for her to say that it was just supposed to be irony and funny is, I just think, lame. Well, the bottom line for me is it, it's still sad because that kid obviously had pain. Those were real tears. And I'm sure that he did get kicked up in the ass, probably for some things that he'd heard from his mom well, and from his family. And that's the thing, too, mm-hmm. is that now there's also rumors that Keaton had called these kids the N-word, and mm-hmm. that's when they dumped them. I don't know. Yeah, but he learned like, it from his mom. I mean, you know, he didn't come out of the womb saying, you know, right, N-word. Right, 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 right. So this will be a powerful lesson for him, maybe a life-changing moment for Keaton moving forward, because despite whatever his mom says, he'll know how the world reacted to you know, what really came to light. Right. Which is that his family's fucked up. <laughs> you know? In the meantime, we've retracted our invite for Keaton to come right. on the podcast. You cannot come on yeah, the podcast, sorry. Keaton. Yeah, your bus ticket is no longer valid. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, to- that story totally turned me off. I'm just so turned off by the mom. I'm so turned off by the, the Joe Schilling, you know, incident. And mm-hmm. that guy has no motive to go on there and say sure. that, you know, she didn't interact with him the way she did. You know, unless that was true. I don't know. It's so disheartening. That's what I think is so disheartening, right? Is like you have this really innocent, what you think is a really innocent motive. And then all this other crap comes out, and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, but it's hard to really come down on the kid, though. You know, yeah. I mean, it's hard to come down on the I kid. I don't know. I think I could. You could. <laughs> you, you don't like kids anyway. True. <laughs> Maybe that's it. No, I just, I don't know. For me, there were so many things from the start. Like when I watched that video and everybody was like tweeting about it, I watched it and I was like, you know, the I always think when parents do this, there's a level of coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do they do to you? Well, what are they, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just feel like, you know, those moments, okay, you want to raise awareness about bullying. It's like, to me, and I heard somebody else say this, that like, if those kids had been doing that, that mom would have been like in the school sure. mm-hmm. saying something about it. You know, I don't know. I just feel like, and I understand by bringing that video to light, she also created awareness about bullying, but yeah. I just think there's, I don't know. To me, it seems so to coach, but maybe I'm jaded. Well, I think collectively as a society, we have the opportunity to kind of change this kid's perspective on what's right and wrong. Oh, that's a good way to approach it. You know, so that's the positive for me. And although he's going to have to go through it with his mama for a while, um, I think as he gets older, imagine if he just stayed on that path with hearing the things that he probably hears at home. Right. I mean, you know, this could be a potentially very hateful person. Right. Especially with all that anger that he has from people kicking him up in the ass. Yeah. You well, know, so this could be a, a changing, a life changing moment for him. It could be a really, yeah, a really Good big luck, one. Keaton. Good luck, Keaton. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, Keaton. <laughs> New hashtag. Hashtag good luck, Keaton. (laughs) Are you surprised that Mario Batali is now leaving his shows and restaurant empire after four women have alleged him of sexual harassment? What the fuck? What did he do? Well, same thing that all these guys do, basically. They all like they won't take no from an answer for an answer. They show up at your hotel room, they whip their dicks out. What did he do? Uh, no, he's combating sexual harassment in the workplace, according to a fast company article that aired earlier this week. Uh, he says that he is stepping down, he is taking a leave from the restaurants. And one woman described two instances where Batali made inappropriate and unwelcome physical contact with her, while the other alleges that Batali groped her breasts and her buttocks at an industry party. Three of them worked for him, while the fourth was not working for him, but works in the industry. He apologized in a statement to the Washington Post saying, quote, I apologize to the people I have mistreated and hurt. Although the identities of most of the individuals mentioned in these stories have not been revealed to me, much of the behavior described does, in fact, match up uh, with ways I've acted. (laughs) Okay. Because that's in ways that so many people have acted. Um, Oh, my God. I was at a holiday party on Sunday, and a guy that I didn't know, I was standing there having a cocktail, and a guy that I didn't know um, kind of leaned into me, and and he kind of rubbed my butt up and down. Right. You know, and I kind of slowly looked over, and I was like, back that thing up. You know, and and we had a little chuckle. I didn't know the guy at all. I've never met him before. Now, okay. I'm not minimizing anybody else's feeling about that. Okay. But I'm out here in these streets, okay? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Well, not really. What does that mean? I'm trying to keep the lights on in this motherfucker. Oh, okay. So you're out there hustling. So No, no. It, what I mean is, like, I'm not that sensitive. Yes, the guy did rub yes, my butt up and down. I understand. I didn't know the guy. I didn't think he was hot, so it wasn't like I liked it. You know what I mean? Right. But do I need to have a press conference and say... 
this guy was at a party. It was an industry party. And he rubbed my butt up and down, my buttocks. He squeezed my buttocks. And he breathed in my neck. I mean, you know, it's just, I'm not trying to minimize, but there's certain things, human interaction, (laughs) that we go through and we have to kind of tell people to, hey, okay, I like that, I don't like that, back up, don't come, you know, whatever. And how do you feel about, you know, there was also an article, too, that I read, and I was like, hmm, that makes me think, because I hug people all the time at work. Do you think that there's an article basically out that's arguing, in light of Me Too, we need to stop touching each other kisses on the cheeks air kisses hugs like it needs to kind of end that'd be a bummer it really would be a bummer right. there's so i know much... you and i hug all the time and oh air kiss all the time but there's so much kind of separate separatism going on in our in the united states and the world like to have those moments where you can embrace someone Give them a little kiss on the cheek. I mean, I love those little quick right. little moments. Sometimes, like, sometimes people just need a hug. Like, they sometimes need human they touch. they need a hug. Yeah. I hugged this lady the other day who's a friend of mine. She was looking a little down. I gave her a hug. And um, she started crying. And then mm. she was telling me she was having a really rough day. And she, she sent me a text later and said, hey, I really needed that hug. Thanks so much. Mm. That see, I feel like I know we are in this funny place where I just hope it. I hope what it does is makes people stand up for what they like and what they don't like. Like if you don't like to be hugged, I think it's perfectly acceptable now to go. You know what? I'm not. A, I'm not a big hugger. Like then you would know, right? Yeah. And that's where people, but people don't do that initially. So then you never know. Like, do they want you to hug them? Do they not want you to hug them? Well, I would love for people to really look at the other person's intention. Do you know? Because, oh, yeah, that's you know, good too. did they really intend to objectify me, you know, physically abuse me or were they right. being tongue in cheek or were they flirting with me or I know, did they want to have a little fun little moment because we're just all out here trying to release, re, you know, release a little tension right. or whatever. So for me, I try to look at that because really coming out against someone, I mean, there's a lot of people that have gotten the short end of the stick in life, they, they just have. Right. They feel kicked up in the ass, kind of like Keaton is right now. Right. And his mama, you know? <laughs> and later in life, they really want to get back and pull people down. Right. That is just the truth. And I'm not saying that it's most of these people or anything right. like that. What I'm saying is look at the intention of these quote-unquote offenders. Right. Do they really Are they really after... Uh, going after your, oh, I want to get in your pants so bad. Or were they just out having fun at a holiday party? Right, while and they're saying to you, you're attractive, you're hot, like, look at you, you're a cute number, and then that's it, you know? What happened to those times? Because I've never raped anyone, and I've never been raped, but I've felt up a whole bunch of people, and I've been felt up a whole bunch of times. And right. Nine times out of ten, I've enjoyed it. So for me to come back later and say, I was at an industry party, and he felt me up. Okay, even if I didn't enjoy it, I'm like, back the shit up. And if the person doesn't back up, then we have a problem. I think it's, I think, you know, the difference is like a lot of these women that are coming out and speaking have lost job opportunities, have not advanced, especially the stuff that was happening at Fox with Roger, with people like Roger Ailes, with people like Harvey Weinstein that were holding roles over people that were really fucking with their money mm-hmm. and their income. You know, that's, I think, where these strong women of Me Too are standing up because it impacted their lives greatly. And that's the issue. Like a, a flirt or something like that is fine. But when somebody is basically whipping out their penis. I mean, Louis C.K., like jerking off and like, yeah. what? I mean, that's the type of stuff that is putting a person in such a, a uncomfortable situation. Yeah, that's an that, abuse of power. Yeah, that's exactly. Definitely exactly. an abuse of power. But, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, with a lot of those, you know, the Harvey Weinsteins and all those situations, I mean, there are a lot of people that couldn't even get a meeting, get to the table, you right. know? I mean, I feel like sometimes, because I have women that are in the industry and they tell me sometimes they make choices to get ahead, to do what they need to do. Right. And that's, of course, where we start getting the hate mail because women, and and I understand this point, women are saying, well, you shouldn't even, no woman or man should ever even have to do that. They shouldn't ever have to do it, and they don't have to do it. But what I'm saying to you is... Some people make that conscious Some people make a choice, okay, where they say, you know, I'm going to go down this road because some people want to date the big boss. Mm. I'm telling you this from personal experience. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. 
oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. How ironic! I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney Podcast. Enjoy. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. <laughs> this isn't hearsay. I've been there. I'm not going to name any names, but I'm just telling you what happened. I never worked here. for a hot boss that I wanted to date. A, date and, well, I sometimes you so. don't necessarily want to date them, but you're just like, God, I'm screwing out here in the streets for free anyway. Why don't I just set my sights on the boss, get a better paycheck, 
Now, I know this may not be the popular thing to say, but it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth as I see it. The truth as I see it is sometimes we put ourselves in certain situations. Sometimes we do because we feel like we don't want to necessarily abscond from the situation. We don't want to leave because we want to be there when, you know, when the harvest comes in. Sure, I see, so, I see what you're saying. But we see what it's taking to make all that happen, which is, you know, late night meetings, cocktails in the office, hotel meetups. Who the fuck goes to somebody's hotel room for a meeting? Come on. If I go to somebody's hotel room for a meeting upstairs to their hotel room. I know. I know. I think you have to be smart. You something's have to be, going on. Yeah. How are you getting in a position where, but the problem is, like, a mm-hmm. lot of those women for Harvey Weinstein, their agents were sending them. I mean, that, to me, is the crazy shit. It's like their agents were, like, almost setting them up and sending them, you know, that, to me, is like, wow, really yeah. crazy. Really, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I know it's a fine line for you because and and I get it too. I'm not easily offended either. And I'm sure there are instances that maybe other women would be in that were in my position and they would not be comfortable with it. But I think it, you know, it depends on the person and it depends on your past sex experience and sexual trauma that you may have experienced as a kid or, you know, there's many, many factors I think that goes into how you react to someone. Aside from, I think, you know, Harvey Weinstein, in my opinion, and Roger Ailes, those guys are on a different level. Of... I think they're all gross and totally disgusting. And, so and, gross. And, you know, when I was young, I had just one incident that was definitely someone completely overpowering me and, uh, you know, doing something that he shouldn't have been doing. And I knew that was the case and there was no one around. Um so I get being right in a position where you have no power and you have no voice in, in, in that. But I think that I always remember that. And even though earlier on I was like the little slight kid, you know, the skinny guy or whatever, I never would let anybody kind of come into my space like that. And I probably missed out on several opportunities early on in my career when I was doing national stuff on MTV and VH1 and right. TV Land, you know, because I wasn't playing the game. Like I didn't go to the after party in Hollywood Hills, right. you know, to do the sex party and the blow and all that kind of stuff with the guys that were all on the shows that I wanted to be on. Right. Because I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's so good. Oh my God. But oh my I God. knew what it That's meant why I go to, to bed go at up nine. that hill. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were aware. You were smart enough to get it. Yeah, at yeah. two o'clock in the morning, getting in that Porsche, you know, to go up the hill into the Hollywood Hills to that house that everybody was going to all in the shows that I wanted to be on Mm -hmm. was I willing to go up that hill and make it happen and kind of you know roll the dice on what would happen to me afterwards Eh, I wasn't into it Good and I'd for always you. come home early. I would always get a flight back to the East Coast early from L.A. Gotta go. Yeah, gotta go. How do you feel about this? The new term in relationships is called culturally single. I loved this Cosmopolitan magazine, uh, Cosmo.com okay. article. Essentially, it means that you are in a relationship, but you do not consult with your partner or your husband or your wife about decisions you make. For example, wow. taking a trip, buying a car. I don't know um, about that. How do you feel about that? <laughs> like these people, I, I thought this article was great. It essentially is saying that more millennials and young people are, they already have a strong sense of single identity. They feel as though I've made my life, I'm putting myself together. I don't need anybody else. So when this partner comes along in my life, awesome to have them, but I'm still operating as though I am single, you know, strong single person. Mm. So I don't have to consult with them. What, how do you feel about that? Well, I've never, I didn't know that it, things went down that way. I mean, I thought the whole point of being in a relationship is so that you did have someone to talk to and share things with and make decisions together. You know, not saying that you can't be an individual because I think it's really important to maintain like who you are and I not forget who this. you are. I figured you would. <laughs> I make decisions all the time without Dan. Do you really? Yes. I think you just talked like, to him the that, podcast. You that, you were all up in Dan's face. I, you always <laughs> say that. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> what, okay, what's the last decision you made I without Dan? Made That's that a big decision. decision. I was like, I'm going to L.A. I was like, do you want to come or do you not want to come? There One way go. or the other, I'm going. Culturally single person would have just booked their ticket and been like, I'll see you Tuesday. You think, oh, so I'm not really culturally single enough. Like, I needed to just book it and be like, Book you it coming? and be like, I'm, no, I'm going. I'm you, going. I'll see you when I get back. Because my culturally single self needs to go to L.A. and, you know. I feel like I don't know if I even consulted him when I went to Cuba. I don't think, like, I make my own decisions. I love that. 
I don't know. Do you, what do you think? Do you have to, okay, like say you're together like Dan and me, but we're not married. Do you think I need to ask him, like if I'm going to go buy a car, do you think I need to give him a heads up or just go buy it? Um, I mean, it would be nice. To give him the heads up? Give him the heads up. I mean, I just like to know people's opinion about the color or, you know, whatever, but I don't really want them telling me what to do. I do. I, I mean, I do run a lot of things by him, but at the yeah. end of the day, I'm doing it. Well, I think it's, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm just doing it. I think that's fantastic. Um, I love it. <laughs> You're so like, whatever. Uh, did you hear about, you? you know, you watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I, sometimes. It's getting a little slow for me, though, kids. It's getting it, a little slow. Well, you know, now Keeping Up With The Kardashians is all about, like, now Kim's out, like, doing charity events. So, essentially, every episode is around her, like, advocating for gun violence, going to Skid Row, talking about homelessness. So, what do you think? Are you, like... Do you like that turn where it's gone, or is it just gone kind of too lame now? Well, I mean, I watched the other night for about 20 minutes, and that's all I had, and they were sitting around, and they were, like, on their phones. She's like, that's so sad. It's really so sad. And she's looking at <laughs> Chloe, and I'm just like, okay, like, I don't need, like, I, I have sadness in my own life. Come anymore. on now. Right. It's not about their lives anymore. Like it's it used to be a reality show of them growing the brand and then, you know, like they Kim was trying to hawk like these nasty cupcakes or whatever and she's trying to make it. Now it's nothing to do with like the family or Rob or China or all the good dirt. I wanna see some booty popping. <laughs> I wanna see some dropping and some locking. I mean, you know, show me something. Oh my god. Well what I the whole point of this is obviously you know Kim's best friend Jonathan. Yeah. Is it Shabon? How do you say his last name? Chabon. Shaben. Shaben. Yeah. That's it. Jonathan Shaben. Have you ever met him? I have, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he's trying to come to D.C. for New Year's Eve, and he's emailing, he and his rep are emailing restaurants asking if they'll pay him $3,500 to post a picture of him eating at their restaurant establishment as well as a free meal. Do you think it's worth it? You're an influencer. You know D.C. He's reached out to Mark Buker, who's the owner of Medium Rare. You See, probably know Mark. this is the problem with this. <laughs> This what do you think? A, I mean, this is a problem with this, and I and I guess you do have to do that to you know that's really on your hustle. But see, I have a more discreet hustle because okay. I would never do that. I don't do that either. <laughs> Although I will say, I'm getting to the point. I'm getting all these like. This is what drives me nuts. And I, I talk about, like, I no longer work for free. It took me many years, but I absolutely don't. And you and I have this thing. I have charities reach out to me all the time. Can you host my event? Like, I mean, to come and host your event for two or three hours and read a script for free, I'm not doing it. And then no, I like, absolutely agree with that. And then also I have people reaching out to me. I just had this yoga mat company. Hey, we'd really love for you to post this yoga mat on your Instagram. Okay, pay me. I don't need a free fucking right. yoga mat. No, like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It's, but I usually, I hit people back now all the time with, cool, here's my fee. But I don't initiate. I hit people back with, make me an offer. Oh, that's a good one. With, here's my fee. No, the fee is different depending on my fucking mood. <laughs> Okay. That's you so want to get really Hollywood nice. up in this motherfucker? Sarah, you want to get Hollywood? I do. Okay. That's really good. I make me an offer, that. and I'll let you know. How's we're it, what's the wording go? Do you just literally say make me an offer, or well, you go what's your budget? Does, like Diane does, or you know Tracy does. Your if, they, person. if they come to me, then I'll do it. Do you ever reach out like Jonathan? You think this is a good move? No, I don't. But well, I reach out in terms of like selling for the podcast, or you know, advertising on the website, or something like that. See, what I would have done if I were Jonathan is I would have said, "I'm coming to DC. I'm writing a travel blog." I'd like to come to your restaurant, have a meal, include you in the travel blog on my website, and it's thirty five hundred dollars. I wouldn't say, "Let me, you know, ah, take a picture of me one. at your restaurant," because then everybody starts to talk about it. Like now we know about it, and he looks so lame. They've put him on blast. He has two point yeah. two million Instagram followers, uh, and at Food God is what his Instagram name is. Now he sent this. His PR person sent this to a district blogger who actually sent it to City Paper, and they posted the entire thing. Wow. Um, and they essentially said, his person said, look, Jonathan usually charges $3,500, but if you guys have a different budget in mind, we're cool with that. Um, and the problem that a lot of restaurateurs in the D.C. area are saying is like, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to have a food blog and a food Instagram where people respect your opinion? Sure. But you're willing to say for $3,500, you'll just give me a great review and post a picture about me without even trying the food. Wow. You think that's a problem? I guess that's a problem. See, I didn't know he was a, a food god. That's his Instagram, yeah. And apparently he's now marketing himself. I think he has been for a while. That he His whole Instagram is all about delicious foods and all this stuff. Okay. But it makes you question that maybe none of that was actually 
him by choice. He just is getting paid. Maybe not. How I'm much not will we really give him? To, about him very much. We should reach out. How much will we pay him to a podcast <laughs> to post about this podcast? I wouldn't pay him anything. Really? No. Would oh, you? I would. Hell yeah, he's got okay. two point two well, million followers. Coming out of your, it's coming out of your pay. I wouldn't do thirty five hundred. I'd probably give him like I'd probably pay eight hundred bucks. Thousand dollars if he wants to tweet about 500. us. Five hundred. I'll throw in. And you got to keep that picture up there. A lot of the BS they like post it for like two weeks and they delete it. No, <laughs> we're staying on there. Oh um, over the weekend, I, I thought this this story infuriated me. And then whenever things make me angry, do, do you ever like assess like? Because I always try to be very Buddha and Zen, okay. right? Like where no Why emotion. Why is it bothering you? Right. Okay. No emotion. So there was an article in New Yorker by a woman, and it's called Catwoman. And it's gone viral. And essentially, um, it's all about a, a fictional story, right? It's a fictional story of this woman going out on, in t- her 20-something-year-old. And it's not a, it's supposedly not about this the, the writer, okay. okay? But the premise of the story is this young woman, she's in college, she meets a guy who's a few years older, and it's the awkward kind of exchange that they have in ending up sleeping together. Okay, okay. does that make sense? Of so it, it starts out... <laughs> And But the, from the start, this is what drove me nuts about this story, okay? So from the start, the girl meets this guy. She, like, asks him at one point, you know, she's working. She's, like, doing some college work. And she's like, I'm hungry. So he's like, let's meet at 7-Eleven. She goes to 7-Eleven. She essentially buys her own hot dog or whatever nasty thing is there. And, okay, so they go to 7-Eleven. There, you know, she buys her own food. Anyway, then, like, he, she thinks that they're going to go in and have a romantic kiss, but he kind of kisses her on the forehead, and he makes her walk home back to her dorm room by herself, right? So then they keep texting, and eventually they get together the night that they're going to have sex, and it's very awkward. They're at the bar. She has, like, a drink. She's only going to have one drink. Then she gets drunk. Then they go back. They have awkward sex. He's a bad kisser. Anyhow, the next day she wakes up, she feels really guilty about what she's done. She basically, it's all about how women have a hard time telling men no, okay? okay? At any point in a relationship, which this part I think I could relate to in the story is that when you're in your early 20s, you don't have that confidence to go, you know what? Even though we've had three drinks and it looks like we're having sex, I'm leaving. I don't want to be a part of this. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. So she has all this guilt. And at the end of the story, she ends up, oh, spoiler alert. I guess if you haven't read the article. (laughs) Spoiler alert, go ahead. Okay, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear the cat person, the end of the article. The end of the article, what she does is she ends up having a friend text the guy. I don't want to speak to you ever again. You know, uh, sorry that we had this interaction. We're done. Okay. He sees her like a couple months later at a bar. She's with another guy. He texts her, Hey, how are you? It starts out great. And then he goes, Who's that guy? Are you fucking that guy? Are you, are you, you whore? And then, like, the story ends. Oh my God. But women are genuinely super upset about this, thinking this story is real, and also talking about how that this is men should not behave like this. What are they most upset about? They're upset about the fact that... that he called her a whore and... They're, I think what they're most upset about is that so many women can relate to this story. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So even though it's fictional, so many women have had this experience with a guy who's not that into them, who they end up having sex with and then feel very guilty about. Okay? okay. So they're blaming... A lot of women online are blaming men that a lot of men treat women like this in this article and i just want to know like what to me i read this story and i'd be curious like you guys listening you need to email us on this one and we'll read your responses it's sarah at heyfrage.com it's paul wharton style at yahoo.com read the cat person article i was upset about it because i think this story is like a coming of age story right Mm -hmm. you almost have to date the asshole to appreciate somebody who is a good man absolutely don't you think? And yeah. isn't that in the gay community too? Well, yeah. See, and that's what I was just gonna say. Like, I am. Gonna, I hate to keep commenting on all of these, all of these stories that have to do from a w- woman's perspective because I only know from a gay man's perspective no, or from my perspective. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. You um, should. And, that's... And, and there's a lot of things that we have in common, but I mean, I kind of look to you in this. So I'm like, okay, what were they most upset about? Because this kind of thing has happened to me many, many times. Sex sometimes is awkward. With someone for the first time yeah. and then you realize you really aren't that into them or they're not that into you or whatever and then you know they get drunk and forget that y'all really you know why you broke up they see you with someone else they send you an angry text like that's happened to me a thousand times right okay do you feel like this is a big story like that this should be a big deal and that oh my god i can't believe men behave that's like this i need you to explain <laughs> to me like i want to help you sweetie but no, you gotta I, tell me what the problem is i read the 
this and I'm so angry. I'm so angry at the women getting angry. And maybe women listening to this podcast will be able to kind of like explain it better to me. But no, I read this story and like a lot of people were very empathetic to the girl, the, the fake girl character in mm-hmm. this. Um, Margaret, I think because is her name. Because she got yelled at for being a whore? Yes. They're very empathetic to her that a lot of men behave like this. And I'm like, no. I'm like, this is what you have to date people like this in your 20s because you don't know what love is. You don't have a good, you know, steady kind of like understanding yet. Yeah. And then once you date these losers and you realize a guy that leaves you in the cold at 7-Eleven with a hot dog in your hand is not the man for you. First of all, you saw my face. When you said 7-Eleven, you lost me there. (laughs) Exactly. I don't even get my juice at 7-Eleven. Okay. I agree. No, that's not going to Email us, because I would be really curious. Uh, two more stories here. Oh, and by the way, our live podcast show. Oh, Is fun. this Friday night? This Friday night. Live podcast show at the DC Improv. We're going to be doing all this amazing uh, madness live for you. We're going to be taking your end-of-the-year questions. If there's anything you want wrapped up, right? Year in review, honey. It's year all coming review, out that night. 7.30 AMA, p.m. 7.30 p.m. Only get your tickets. tickets left, so. A few tickets left, dcimprov.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we also have to give a big shout out to Chrissy and Derek. Yes. Got engaged. Yay. They are huge listeners to the show. Um, Mervis Diamond had their trunk show a couple of weeks ago and Chrissy and Derek have been together. They have an incredible love story on and off like all of us. And um, Chrissy emailed me years ago for some advice. She was really having a hard time getting along with Derek's mother. So she had some major mother-in-law drama. Um, and I said to her, I said, you have to call her mother. You have to call his mother and really have a heart to heart and find out what's going on. And she did, and it worked on. out. Yes. So now they're getting married. They went in, they bought their ring at Mervis Diamond. Right, but the best part is I helped them pick the diamond. It was gorgeous. <laughs> he did. And it, boy, and you've got to see the video. If you go to my Facebook page, it's just Sarah Frazier hit pages on Facebook. The video is there with Paul. And um, be sure to watch because the ring that you think they're going to pick, they end up not they pick out something entirely different. Something entirely different. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And by the way, if you're in need of a last minute blingy gift for Christmas, we'll be doing a holiday pop-up at Mervis Diamond on K Street, 1700 K Street, Northwest in D.C. on December 21st. That's Thursday evening, 5 to 8. Come have a cocktail and shop for something uh, sparkling with us. Oh, my God. Perfect. Yes. And if you're getting engaged, let us know. We'll hook you up directly with Jonathan Mervis, who is one of the owners, um, and get you a fabulous ring. Great deal, just like we did for Chrissy and Derek. So let us know. You can always hit us up. It's Paul Wharton Style at Yahoo.com and Sarah at HeyFrage.com. So you don't believe in sex with ghosts. You don't think it's possible to have make love to a ghost. Listen. I'm trying to keep up with, <laughs> I'm trying, no, I only believe in ghosting people I had sex with. That's all I believe in. This woman is 27 years old and she claims that she has had sex with at least 20 ghosts and she now prefers making love to a ghost over men. Uh, she was on a recent British television show. She says in the past 12 years, um, she and her fiance moved in together and she's having sex with fewer ghosts, but she still feels their physical presence. Oh, my God. I want to know how this happens. There's a weight and a weightlessness at the same time, a physical breath and stroking and an energy as well, she claims. She had an affair with a ghost for three years, but that ended when her human husband came home from work early and saw the shadowy shape of a man through the window. Okay. Well, you know, there are some people that can orgasm without actually touching themselves. You know that, right? Yes, I do know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe just her imagination is just super active and she's in some kind of dream state. Maybe these are just like really elaborate wet dreams. Well, that's basically what a a therapist is saying. No, she, this woman disputes that, by the way. She says that Amethyst Realm is her name. She says she's absolutely having sex with ghosts. Um, But apparently there's a lot of people who say that it's not really true, that it's essentially that you're almost hallucinating and it can be extremely vivid and bizarre and it can include tactical, visual, and auditory, according to a psychotherapist, um, stress, anxiety, depression, and trauma can make people more prone to this form of hallucination. Wait, how do you say it? Hallucination. Hallucination. Thank you. Uh But they're not physically having sex with a ghost. So like you were saying, it's like such a vivid sex dream. Yeah. Whatever happened to wet dreams? Well, don't people still have them? Did you ever, do you remember any? Well, I mean, of course you have sex dreams where you think you're orgasming, but then you know what I mean? It's like you don't know because you're like still asleep. You're like, did that really well, happen? Well, men know because, you know, their underwear are stuck to them <laughs> right. basically in the morning. Like, I've only ever had one. 
Really? That I remember. Oh my God, yeah. we need to do a survey of men listening to this. How many have had wet dreams? God. The good about, old days. How much money would you want if a woman ripped out one of your testicles Jeez. with her mouth? That's just too much. <laughs> what do you do when I'm not around you? You just... What are you Googling no, to find these things? A woman ripped out a man's testicles with her teeth and, teeth and now she's only paid... She has to pay him $700 in restitution. What? Would you die? If someone... That's I mean, horrible. I know that you don't... You are gay and you don't mess around with women. I mean, like, occasionally. Occasionally. But, like, if there was one more... Don't even your lick my testicles hard. I mean, if you if I feel a tooth down there, I am going upside your head. Oh my god! No, I'm serious. I don't play with that. And this story is going to traumatize me even more. Okay, well, new, oh my gosh, Nunzia del Fiesco. I don't even think I'm saying her name right. I'm Ooh. sure that was like absolutely. I'm sure How did she do that out of Utah. Seven hundred dollars. She was drunk and high. Hooked up with a guy, ends up biting his test, like, but ripping out his testicle with her mouth. Oh. God, I'm horrified. Police responded to the victim's apartment where the attack happened. Um, this, oh. Sorry, this actually happened in Europe. So um, she only is going to have to pay him $700, which is about $673 in America. Uh, police responded to the victim's apartment where the attack had happened. Oh, there was blood on her teeth and her face. You know, there's a circle of trust that's involved with going down on someone. I mean, do you know what I mean? They'd been drinking and taking drugs all afternoon. Okay. Well, he deserved it. No, he didn't. Nope. No one. No one. No one deserves that. <laughs> that is awful. You know, when I was ten years old, I had a jag, and these guys came one night. I was at a friend of mine's house, and they took a baseball bat and they broke out the windows in my jag. Oh my this? god! I don't know if you did. It was the craziest shit. So they broke the back window, the big back window. They broke out like the passenger window, the driver's window, and then they uh, shattered the um, windshield. Damn. Those guys had to pay $4,000 in restitution. And that wasn't even he your testicle. He only got paid $700 for his ball. That was it. That's crazy. Um, because they were able to place his ball back in his oh. scrotum, and he had 15 <laughs> stitches. I'm oh. sorry. I'm almost. I'm almost Can you imagine? Too much. It's too much. Oh. oh, my God. That seems so incredibly painful. Oh. So incredibly okay, painful. I've got to recover from this. Are, are you okay? Yeah, fair. Um, one last thing. I know I, I didn't want to bring this up too much because you don't watch. You, you never watched the show Making a Murderer, did you? On uh, Netflix? I watched the first season. Oh, you did? You watched yeah. Brendan Dassey. And then did you watch the second season of or, um, Stephen Avery and then Brendan Dassey, where Brendan Dassey, the, uh, the nephew of Stephen Avery, has been in jail for several years, accused of rape and murder? Well, convicted, no. but they're saying that he was under a false confession. Okay. Well, uh, again, like everybody, like I watched this and I was like so fired up. Our justice system's a mess. Well, a federal appeals court in Chicago narrowly overturned a ruling Friday that would have freed a Wisconsin inmate from making a murderer, Brendan Dassey. The full Seventh U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals reviewed Dassey's claims that investigators tricked him into confessing that he took part in raping and killing photographer Teresa Hallbach in 2015. Dassey he was sentenced to life in prison but you know the big controversy was he gave this confession to two detectives without his mom there without an attorney nobody on essentially video? on video and it seemed like they coaxed him into a lot of the stuff but so far a judge has upheld that confession but people say that it that a lot of inmates or a lot of people that are accused of a crime give these kind of false confessions All the because time. they just wear them down. Now you know as my in-house investigative reporter <laughs> Is that so? Tell me about yes. that. Yes, happens yeah. all the time. One of the guys that I interviewed for Mansion Murder, this really well-respected former D DC detective, and I want to read his book, but it's Jim Trainum, and he writes a book on false confessions. And okay. when he started in the DC Police Department, he talks about how they were taught how to get basically coerce people into confessions. Wow. But all the tricky shit he did. And then finally, as he got older in his career, he started taking a stand in the police department, and he'd be like, "No, I'm not." I'm not doing that. And, you know, kind of the rift and the controversy that caused. And now he speaks all the time about how police departments really need to guard their integrity. Wow. Um, but it happens all the time. And Brendan Dassey, I mean, this kid, I mean, if you saw the second half of Making a Murderer, there's no way. This kid is so slow. Like, he's basically there trying to confess because he wants to know if he can go to a WWE wrestling match that's going to happen that night. You've like, got it's, to be kidding me. No. And they, so far, they have upheld that. Oh, Our justice terrible. system is a mess. It's terrible. It's so terrifying. Anyway, um, 
I wanted to just end on that note because I know a lot of people do follow true crime and I'm obsessed too. But anyhow. I love it. I know I we it. are. All right, Paul, what else have we got? Are we good? Hey, you know what, kid? I am so good. I am just going to be listening to my Patty LaBelle having a good old time, girl. Oh, my God. Come to our live show on Friday night. You can see all this in action. DCimprov.com. What else? We yes. Good? I am great. All right, kiddos. We love you. Email right. us. Paul Warren style at Yahoo.com and Sarah at HeyFrage.com. Your email could be read. Yeah. We, we won't blow up your email spot or your last name. Exactly. But anyway. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Be listening. Live from the nation's past. Pop culture at its best. No need a second guess.